Lock up your bikes and feel the heat. It's time for another episode of Like a Podcast. I'm Jordan, and with me, as always, is Argyle, and we're back for episode two. Yay! We've made it. Yay! We're here. We're, we're ready to fight. Everything in the world is completely normal right now, and there's no reason to talk about anything, because news has been so boring lately. You've been, uh... You've been bored lately with all the normal stuff that's been going on? Yeah, I've been pretty bored with all the normal stuff. I've been, you know, well... Going outside, going to grocery stores, and buying all the things that they have at the grocery stores. Going to eat inside at restaurants, you know... Just being, coming face-to-face. I have a... I'm scheduled to work the uh, cash register at my job uh, next week, and I'm just like, well, guess I'm... Guess I better write my, uh... Better write my will... Uh, but that's not, I mean, the world is completely normal right now, but you know what's not normal is the, is the 1988 world of Camarocho. Um, how was your, uh, how was your week spent in the city? Do anything fun in Camarocho this week? I did. Yeah. I, uh, shit. What did I do? I did disco. I did some, uh, some more karaoke. I got a hundred percent. I got a hundred percent on Judgment Shinpan. No, I actually, yeah. I didn't do any bowling or even. I love the bowling. Yeah, the bowling's good. Um, let's see. Oh wait, I was gonna say that I did pool, but I didn't do pool in Yakuza Zero. I did that in Yakuza Five, which I'm also playing at the moment. Uh, That's right. You're sort of a Kiryu has been sort of untangled in time, <laughs> jumping back and forth between uh between what 2011 and 1988 so it's a confusing time for him it's a confusing time for all of us yeah uh, it's the same mini game though so it kind of blends yeah together. Uh, apologies by to any listeners if you can hear some uh some construction Hello. outside my window well oh. it kind of it kind of it's you know majima's out there he's doing his thing we'll meet him later um to for those of you who know but i think we should just jump right into it this week yeah um What's this? Do you get the chapter name? Because yes. I, uh... it, it's a long one. It's chapter two: the real estate broker in the shadows. I wonder if that translates better in Japanese. It, yeah, it's kind of unwieldy, to be honest. It's 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 there's a lot of that. So, um, as a reminder from yeah, last it, it, week, it's no funeral of fists, but you know, it's... a funeral. Yeah, it's it's you get some good chapter titles in this series, but sometimes, eh. um. So last week ended with Kiryu meeting with Tachibana, a mysterious man in a suit, who told him to come with him. And as Kiryu knows, when a strange man asks you to come with him in Kamurocho, you definitely always do it. And you then always get in his shower. You, you always, always when he yes. offers you a shower. When he offers you a shower, you take it. When you don't know the man, so I mean, that's you, good. You He's... always say yes, and then he'll probably proposition you with some sort of shady business deal and then you say no and then he's like well you can't leave without getting in a fight and then you fight him and his three goons that pop out and then they say i'm sorry for trying to get you into our shady business deal and kiryu says well if i see you doing shady business deal again you know what'll happen i'll beat you up is what'll happen and then they say i'm sorry sir i'll never do do it again we'll do ethical we'll do ethical capitalism and then they, they, they give you money they always give you money. So Cosmo has taught Kiryu well. Um, he knows to go with strangers. He knows we we see we see Tachibana in his fancy office looking over the theater district of Kamurocho, and then we get Kiryu in the shower, uh, wiping off the stink of a fight. It, and we it, also yeah, see his. I mean, it's not an office; it's a penthouse apartment. 
I guess so. I bet that it's at the top of his office. I don't know. You know how these real estate types are. So we get a glimpse of Kiryu's iconic cap, by which I mean his iconic <laughs> dragon tattoo. Yeah. That is iconic. Yeah, it's it's a it's a cool looking dragon. Uh at the moment it's just line work. There's it's not colored yeah. in at all. To no. show that he's younger. He's a young boy and he hasn't gotten his he doesn't know how to color inside the lines yet. This is a have we a lot of people don't know this about Kiryu's tattoo, but it is connect the dots. Oh no. Yeah, it's uh he, he got it's, like he a, got it on the back of a kid's menu at Smileburger. Yeah, he got a preschooler to do it. <laughs> so, um Kiryu has emerged, he's robed and slippered up. Once again, just just getting into anyone's shower who offers him a shower, maybe not the best idea. You don't know this person, Kiryu. He might try to murder you. He might be in Kuze's pocket, for all you know. He might have poisoned the shower water. He might have uh, He might have done my deepest childhood fear and replaced all the shower water with bugs. Eww. Oh, no, it's like Courage the Cowardly Dog, where the spiders yeah. pop out of the bath. Horrible. I hate that episode. Um, yeah, I hate most of the episodes of that show traumatized me. So Tachibana offers him food. This sucks. Kiryu is smart enough to not eat the food. So he knows about poisoning, but he doesn't know. He probably just shouldn't be here at all. He just ate an extra large bowl of ramen. <laughs> he ate that? I mean, that was literally like 24 hours ago at this point. It's fine. It was an yeah. extra large bowl. That's true. He, and he wasn't hungry when he ate it. So he hasn't been hungry since the beginning of this game. <laughs> so, um, let's see. What happens? Tachibana operate. We find out that Tachibana operates a real estate business in Kemurocho. So all the already right above the board. Great guy awesome dude he's a civilian real estate businessman so he that's true he's 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 uh yeah he's a normal one he's not yakuza so he he's missing a hand so you know that he's a main character yeah he has a prosthetic right hand which he wears a leather glove over he talks about his phantom pains and his lust for revenge and you know mother base the attack nine years ago it always hurts when it rains um so that's good they did play him like a damn fiddle they played him like a damn fiddle. And then he talks about, he's like, Kiryu, do you know what a Sudanthium is? It's yeah. a cluster. Of, oh my god, I love this. It's a cluster of many small flowers. It's a big flower the size of a small flower. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, what's one famous Sudanthium, Argyle? A sunflower. Do you think this means anything? Uh, Well, love... you, you might be thinking that. It might. And then Tachibana says, yes, it does. <laughs> it does. It means it's a it's a fitting place, a collection of tiny flowers for a place where children gather. So he knows Kazuma somehow. And he knows everyone. He knows Kazuma. He knows Kiryu, Nishiki, and Yumi Samomura. <gasps> Ooh. I'm wondering who that is? You'll have to wait an entire game to find out. Yeah, you won't find out this game. Sorry. Yeah. Oops. So, um, Tachibana's, uh, after... The empty lot, like everyone, the famous empty lot. Mm-hmm. And he wants Kiryu to join him to get the empty lot. Yeah, and he kind of frames it to Kiryu as protecting Cosmo's seat as family chair, uh, family captain, and also he has the resources to prove Kiryu's innocence. So he, he's not just like, help me. He, he wants, yeah, he's help me, help you, help us and all. help Cosmo. 
Yeah. And uh, so so he says that he has, like, a considerable information network. This dude's got a network. He knows about flowers. Dude's a straight-up florist over here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Huh? Yeah, huh? I think we You'll should get call it. You'll him, get it. Uh, like, the horticulturalist. We'll call him the botanist. Yeah. You'll get it one day, listeners, unless you get it already. So, um, Kiryu says that it's too good to be true. Uh, no one would ever offer me a job out of the streets. The economy's hard right now. <laughs> um, and Tachibana says, I hope you reconsider. Here, take my business card. By the way, I cleaned your suit for you. Now get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, we're back on the streets. Uh, Kiryu decides to go back to the Kazuma office to speak with Nishiki. Uh, once he gets there, Kashiwagi is just looking down from the window, like... He's singing. <laughs> uh, this kitchen's not the same without you. <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's just a greasy spoon. Um, no, he looks kind of disappointed, but... Uh, he's not mad, he's just disappointed. Yeah. Uh, and Nishiki walks out. He He's he's relieved that Kiryu's still alive. Uh, not, like, buried up in the mountains somewhere, of course. Um, or dissolved in some acid! <laughs> Uh, and Kiryu breaks the news to him that he's out of the family, and that he also, uh, beat up the entire Kino clan. Nishiki's like, damn, good, good to know that Kazuma's in the clear. (laughs) And then Kiryu's like, oh, uh, no, it's actually about, it's about as bad as it was before, but I'm now allowed to do things because I'm not in the Yakuza, and I'm gonna force Kuze to hand over the killer to get Kazuma's name cleared. However, he's not allowed to go into the Kazuma family office. Yeah, because he's no <laughs> they have a no Kiryu sign. Yeah, no Kiryu's allowed. No Kiryu's allowed. Kiryu talks more about accountability. It sounded like Kuze. He says he's doing. He's going to do things the right way. And then Nishiki says, Damn, dude, you don't need to be accountable. You, for, you didn't do anything. Um, but that won't stop Kiryu from taking responsibility for someone else's actions. As he always does. And then uh, they uh, say that they'll they'll meet up back at Kiryu's apartment. Yeah, so Kiryu's gonna go to his house, which is like the only time we ever get to see Kiryu's living space Yeah, in the city, I guess. It's pretty good. Uh, so on on his way, he's walking down Ten- Tenkaichi Street. Uh, Kiryu runs into a very large man. A large adult man. He's got glasses and a fedora, so you know he's got <laughs> class. He's, you know, he he sees Kiryu's suit and he says, swag is for boys. He's wearing a t-shirt and a blazer, like an E3 presenter. Yeah, it says, it says, I eat ass, do you, on it. Oh, no. You, you, you know that Mr. Shakedown is out there just chowing down at Mr. all times. Mr. Shakedown would never lower himself to eat ass, is the thing. You know that Mr. Shakedown gains strength and power from every ass that he eats. He wouldn't, though. So this is, this is Mr. Shakedown. Oh, you're you're right. He wouldn't lower himself down. He would raise the ass up to himself. Oh, Jesus! For for consumption, because he's very strong. So this large man tells Kiryu to uh, leave him all the money that he has and go away if he doesn't want to get hurt. Um, and Kiryu says, "I have no money for chumps like you." Um, and then we fight. How did you do? Because, I got fucking I mean, we're, owned. Like we're on New Game Plus, so we have no excuse if we get owned. Yeah, no, I was like, okay, I'm gonna switch to Rush style, like I usually do, and then as soon as I did, I got fucking bowled over and crushed. Yeah, so, so I, this I, guy I can he, like he doesn't knock out all of your health, and you can't completely knock him out. Yeah, in, in this first instance of meeting him. Yeah, so like, so even if so, I I beat him, and you get his health down, bar down to half, and uh, and he'll he'll give up. 
Or does he take all your money if he... No, he, he doesn't. Half? Yeah, like, okay. I got to down to, like, a one-third health, and then the fight ended. Yeah, so so if you beat him, he's like, you're pretty good. And then he says, I'll, I'll, look, I'll let you off the hook this time. I need to train harder. Or even, if, reali- even if he yeah. beats you without you landing a single blow, he'll be like, you're pretty good. I'm gonna go train. <laughs> you've got... You've got potential, kid. So, um, he leaves, and this business dude is like, you've just had the mispleasure of meeting Hiroya Egashira, aka Mr. Shakedown. Um, he takes all of your money, he wants to get as much money as he can, and, by the way, there's more Shakedowns in other places. There's more Mr. Shakedowns. So this This is- a whole family of them. Yeah, this is a, a mechanic in Yakuza 0. There are these large men called Mr. Shakedown, who all fight identically. Uh, they all if, have the same fighting style, that's true. Yeah, if you run into them in the street and beat them up, you can get a lot of money. But if they beat you up, they take all of your money. Every single yen. Every so single one, unless one you're of, using one of the items. best ways. This is one of the best ways in this game to earn a lot of money for your upgrades, mm-hmm. for your investments. Uh, but it's high risk, high reward, and when you start out this game, and you don't have any of the heat actions and upgrades, when you see Mr. Shakedown, it's like Mr. X in Resident Evil 2. It's yeah. the scariest thing. He chases you forever. He's so large. He's not I very ran fast, into him. thankfully. He's not very fast, but he will come for you, and he will take every... If you get into a fight with him, there's no escape. You just lose all your money. It's pretty easy um, which... to avoid him, thankfully. Like, That's you usually true. have to be uh, looking but... for him. But, like, you know, especially early on... But we're before you unlock the money making mm-hmm. stuff. Your money is very hard to come by, and losing all of it this early in the game, which you will do if you get into a fight with him, is yeah. devastating. I ran into him in the champion district in the tight quarters. It's oh. some survival horror shit. Yeah. Like when you when you have to when you just see him round that corner and he's just there and large. <laughs> God, it's terrifying. Yeah, he, he's so he's that's blocking the whole alley with his yeah. largeness. <laughs> with his largeness. So that's Mr. Shakedown. He uh I realized something playing today, which is that he, uh, or th- this week, which is that he wants all the money in the world, and he wants to get stronger, so at least Hiroya Egoshira wants to invest in himself. Yeah, he does want to invest in himself, and as you, so as you fight Mr. Shakedown and beat him up more, he'll, he'll, when he comes back, he'll be stronger, he'll have more health bars. Yeah, and there's uh, multiple Mr. Shakedowns in Camarocho. So if yeah, you but beat they're all identical. This one, basically. yeah, they're well, they all look the same. They all fight the same, but they look different. Yeah, and they have different motives for fighting you, aside yeah. from wanting to take your money. Um, so Hiroya Egashiro wants to be the strongest man. Yeah, as alive. as you beat him up more, he'll he'll leave and come back, and then he'll be like, "I train. I bought. Uh, I bought a mountain with all of my shakedown money." <laughs> And I trained up there, and I fought bears and tigers, or I bought a fucking island, and I bought ki- I fought killer whales and sharks and shit with my bare hands. That's, so, like, you know that, that idea of, like, you know, going to the bathroom is not a thing you need to show your characters in a story doing. We can assume that Kiryu is using the bathroom, but we don't need to see it, yeah. <laughs> so when Kiryu invests in himself, it's not important, but he is also buying an island and fighting tigers and lions on the island, so... Yeah. That's, that, yeah, I mean, that's just a given of the game. That just explains how he invests in himself. He just eats the money, okay? He eats the money! So, um... Mr. Shakedown is, is using the money wrong. He should just be He's eating doing it, it wrong. He needs to meet Bacchus and learn how to invest in himself properly, because he's going about it the wrong way. So, um, it's at this point that the map opens up for the first, like, time full of sub-stories. I don't know, do you want to talk about them right now, or would you like to wait? I want to talk about Mr. Shakedown a little bit more. Sure, go for it. Yeah, so he's, uh, that one is invest- investing in himself. 
uh what was i saying you're saying all the different kinds the flavors of shake yeah there there are four different mr shakedowns two in kamarocho and two in the uh mysterious other map that we'll get to explore in uh next week next episode yeah uh so once you beat up this one with the fedora another one pops up they alternate once you beat them um they work shifts they clock in and they clock out yeah yeah it's like a looney tune hey hey bill hey paul hey hero egashira (laughs) i'm here to do the shakedown uh yeah and there is another one who let me see yeah he's a he's a very large man of course he's he's wearing a purple suit uh his name is yuki sato and the reason he wants to oh, fight yeah. you is uh, he doesn't like your face. It pisses him off. He just doesn't like the look of him. Yeah, it's it's not even like, oh, I went. To, I need to train to become the apex predator of being organism. Yeah, to become the perfect being and like make my hand into a squirrel and shit. He he just needs to. He he just doesn't like Kiryu's face. It it, it makes him mad. And whenever he was... gets mad enough, he will fight Kiryu again. I was perusing. Uh, this is a joke, but I was on Reddit, and I was perusing r slash who would win, and I saw who would win in a fight, Mr. Shakedown or Goku. <laughs> and there was a lot of a lot of arguments on both sides. Like, you know, Batman, they say if Batman had enough time, he could beat anyone in a fight. Yeah. It's like, if Hiroya Egashira got enough money, he could definitely beat Goku in a fight. He'd just need to, you know, buy his own hyperbolic time chamber. Look, I, I, knew, I know one more thing about Dragon Ball than I thought I did. Yeah, he just needs to train in, like, 20x gravity. And he'll be yeah. ready to go in no time. Look, if he, hits, the final... if he hits Goku with that fucking spinning arm move and then stomps on him, he's done. That's true, he'll lose all his money. I don't know how much money Goku has. Is Goku loaded? I don't know, he has like a farm, I think. Oh, okay. I don't um, know, I don't think he's he has money. He's, he's Now here's the real question. He kind of exists. He's just if, vibing. Uh, if Mr. if Mr. Shakedown is wants to be the strongest man, then how and he needs money to do it. How much money does Yakuza Steary's uh secret boss Joe Amon have? Because that guy is stronger than Mr. Shakedown for sure. Um are we talking trillionaire status? Oh man! How much has he invested in himself? Shit! Yeah, he he he's off the charts. That's like fucking. He's fucking Jeff Bezos. <laughs> that, that's who Joe Amon is secretly. He's Jeff Bezos. Yeah, Joe Amon secretly runs Amazon. Do you want to talk about some sub stories now? Yeah, while we, while sure. I don't, I don't know where the hell else to fit it in. So let's do sure. it. Sure. So this is the first time. That, so a yak is a series staple. Is that um, as you're walking around town. You'll find little side stories. They call them sub stories, and they're usually like the sort of quirkier, funnier, goofier side of the series. Yeah. So while you, then this is, I think, for a lot of people, especially for me, like this was when I realized how much I loved this game. Was mm-hmm. when I was walking around, and the thing that happened to you happened, which we'll yes. get into. And I was just like, oh my god, anything can happen. I never know what to expect. Like these are so out there sometimes. And sometimes they're so substantial. There's some in like Yakuza Six that turn into entire mini games that you don't unlock unless you like go to a certain spot on the map. So these are these are the best part of this. Yeah, this it, it can like far. yeah, like sometimes it, it'll completely change up the gameplay, and you'll be doing something else something else entirely for literally like maybe five minutes, and then yeah, and then never again. Yeah, never again. It, it, it's great. Uh, or like there's a, there's a lot of them that are like uh. Like, especially in Zero and, like, a couple other games where it's just, like, go to Popo and talk to the cashier a few times and then they'll become oh, friends yeah, with you. Oh, yeah, you sort of... 
Yeah, there's a there's the cashier the the popo popo uh, clerk. There's also um a officer stop and search. He'll he'll yeah. just every time you walk by him, he wants to look in your inventory and then yeah, you show you show him own. not a weapon. Don't show him. You a show weapon. him anything. Don't show him your gun. Show him your pocket tissues. Yeah, show um, him. Your, I want your, your sweet energy drinks. I won one of those little bearded lizards at the uh, at the the UFO, UFO catcher. catcher. Oh yeah, and I showed him that, and he was just like, "Well, this is not a weapon. Please move along." So glad that our uh, Tokyo's finest is doing is doing the Lord's work. So what what happened to you? Um, yeah, you so around? Uh, walking around in uh, Nakamichi Alley, uh, two two guys are are wondering out loud where their producer is he ran he he had an argument with their director and he kind of ran off uh so they need someone to stand in for their producer someone who just radiates toughness and authority Um, someone who's big and large someone big and large who can uh speak in a an intimidating voice in a deep bassy baritone uh it's just then that kiryu walks by He's minding his own business, uh, but they see this big man, uh, this big 20-year-old man, and they immediately know what to do. You, sir. You, with the the cool aura and the magnificent poise. Uh, uh, these guys, they're, they're shooting a segment on site in Kamurocho for a gourmet food program, and they need Kiryu to stand in and be their producer. Now, of course, Kiryu doesn't know the first thing about being a producer, but uh, it's it's a hands-off job he'll be fine yeah they're like all you gotta do is stand around and look tough that's all you gotta do uh you might have to do a couple things for the director but for the most part you just gotta stand there so kiryu agrees to help uh the the guys introduce themselves there's mori the director's assistant and kawaguchi the cameraman they're not important uh kiryu's like uh, isn't a producer like kind of important and they're just like no no they're just there to to act act important um so all all you got to do is dress the part and nobody will know that you're not actually a producer so you get a costume change yes you get a costume costume. change they put they they give kiryu some new clothes to be precise they give him some nice pink pants a white dress shirt and they tie a yellow sweater around his neck I believe in New Game Plus you can technically put this outfit on whenever you want. Yeah, you can. Now. Uh, and Kiryu's skeptical, but uh, they're, they're like, okay, all you gotta do is follow the director's orders. You'll be good. Uh, and then the director shows up, and he he says, ciao, lovelies. Uh, he he is uh, he's throwing foreign words into his speech to sound cool. In reality, he just... sophisticated. In reality, he just sounds like a fucking idiot. <laughs> This guy's such a tool. Yeah, <laughs> he's a. Are, is this? Are you at? Uh, are you at Conrai Steakhouse for this bit? Isn't that where you're filming at? Yeah, I think it's at Conrai. Um, they don't ever name it, but yeah, it looks like Conrai. And I think when the sub story ends, you're like right outside. So yeah. Um, his the director's name is uh I I don't know how to pronounce it. Pa- isn't it isn't it papillon like the french word for yeah. butterfly oh okay papillon is papillon yeah. cutter and at this point you get a choice of how to greet him i didn't write down the choices but i ended up greeting him like a yakuza by like 
Oh, you should have done. I, I, I had to mash through this one, but I did do the goofy greeting. Where yeah, like, it's like, hey, what's up, babe? How yeah, you doing? Yeah, it's like observe etiquette, get goofy with it, or like, yeah. uh, I, I forget what the third option is, but I, I observed etiquette, which means yakuza etiquette, which means like bowing down. Do you like to do him. the big deep bow? <laughs> yeah, I, I did a big bow, and he was like, whoa, what the fuck, dude? You, I thought you, you were like, welcome home, for a Master Daigo. <laughs> Yeah, and he, that kind of throws him off, but uh, he's, whatever. That choice doesn't really matter. What matters is the later choices that we'll get, which I'll go over in more detail. Um, so we cut to the actual shoot, and the director's just fucking going off on the assistant, uh, because the reporter that they had for this uh, is late. Uh, yeah, so the, the, the director's kind of a diva, too. He doesn't like it when things go even slightly wrong. Uh, but despite this, he, w- once the reporter does show up, he's like, hey, you look good, babe. Let's, let's start the shoot. Let's make some show business. Yeah. Um, so then we get our first task and I'm going Uh-oh. to be doing something special for this and I'm going to be quizzing Jordan on what oh, these shit. terms mean. Now, I just said that I did this, but I knew this was coming, so when I got to the part where they actually start doing things, I closed my eyes and mashed, so I don't actually remember any of these questions or what, yes. the, what the things are. I, I played this game like two years ago, so so this is genuine. The first task that Kiryu has to do, the erasable. It's not oh, in shit. place. He needs to get the erasable. Tell me, can, what is the can erasable? I, can, I, can I get the options, or do All I have right. to go off the dome? You have three choices. Do you take the food? Do you take the eraser? Or do you take the knife? <laughs> the eraser. I think. I think if I if memory serves, it's the food. It is the food. Okay. It's the food. They call it an erasable because it can. It's a consumable prop. Oh. Okay. Yeah, you can consume it and then it's gone. It's erased. When I eat food, when I eat food, I say that I'm erasing my lunch. So that makes a lot of sense. I like the knife. I I like the knife as a choice. Here, I will erase your life with this. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Um, but the eraser makes no sense because because a th- the pencil would the pencil would be the thing that's erasable. You can't erase an eraser. That makes no sense, Kiryu. Uh so uh then the director says, "Hey Kiryu, uh, we want to still life that erasable later, so I want you to grocer it. Uh, what does grocer mean? <laughs> Can I get some options? Uh, do you leave only the produce? Do you <laughs> fetch a grocery clerk? Or do you tilt <gasps> the food at an angle? What? Okay. Wait, he wants to save the food, so I wants to grocer it. See, in my brain, that that means, mm, like, tilted at an angle like it's at a grocery store. They're going to, so can, like, they're going to still life the erasable. They're still lifing the erasable by, by grocering it, so they're putting it at an angle. Correct. So you can take a picture of it. Yes! Yes! You tilt it at an angle like a grocer's display. Yeah. Yeah! Got yeah, it. That, I'm, I'm on my way. That's the hardest I'm two-thirds one. Of my way, I'm two-thirds of my way to being a, a Hollywood producer. Or I guess a, a Japan, a Kemurocho producer. That's by far the hardest one. A lot of the time, I go for, like, the take out the, the, save the, pro- the produce. Yeah. Like a green grocer or something. Um, <clears throat> so the last one, the last task... Uh, it, it, it's about time to strike the set, so they need Kiryu to jeer the props. Jeer the props. Yes. My options? 
do you taunt the dishes? Do you remove the dishes? Or do you punch the dishes? I need to go back and watch the ones where Kiryu yells at and punches the dishes. Okay, he removes the dishes. Yeah, this one's really easy. You just remove the dishes. Oh, I, I, I gotta see Kiryu yelling, yelling at some dishes. What are you weak-ass dishes doing in my set? Get the hell out of here. I'm going to fix that erasable. <laughs> I'm gonna punch this plate. Alright, uh, so we've, we've, we've successfully tricked... Papillon Kato into thinking we're a world's-class producer. What happens next? Uh, then the shoot is over. It was a success. Hooray! Everyone walks outside. Uh, Kiryu gets a magnetic necklace for his troubles for getting all of the things right. I think you get, like, a Tarner or something if you don't get them all right. I got the magnetic necklace, so I must have gotten them right with my eyes closed. What? How? <laughs> I know. What the fuck? Um, I know. I didn't press any directional buttons either, so maybe you do get the magnetic necklace no matter how you do. I guess. Uh, anyways, the real producer shows up. He is, of course, dressed identically to Kiryu. Yeah, I mean, that's just what they wear, Uh, obviously. And he's complaining that the director worked them too hard, uh, and that they were on strike. So, like, Kiryu's a scab. (laughs) Yeah, shit, damn it! Uh, Damn it! Damn it, Kiryu! Yeah. You should've known better. Ah! Yeah, well, it's despite okay. he's his, young, yeah. he's young. He hasn't learned about labor yet. He's, he's still yeah. He doesn't know he the labor theory grow. of value yet. He, he'll yeah. learn. He'll learn. But in his his young, more naive age, he uh, is scabbing for an extra buck or some magnet. Yeah, necklaces. he's he's a scab and a Pinkerton in one because he's going to beat the shit yeah, out of these. Striking he's going to beat the shit out of the striking workers. I also want to say that he's a really shitty scab too because they only paid him with a magnetic necklace. They didn't <laughs> give him cash, so yeah, they didn't even give him like a bonus or anything. Cancelled already. So yeah, he obviously you know ah uh, he lost the fight. Damn Kiryu, wish yeah. you had gotten stronger. Wish you invested more. No. You know, he wins every fight. You beat these guys up. They're they're not too hard. They have, like, bigger health bars than normal goons, which at least means that I can do, like, a full combo on them, but, like... Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're still not very hard. Uh, and then, then you fight them. They run off, and you talk to Kato, and you're like, I'm sorry, Kato. Uh, I'm not a real producer. <laughs> and he's just like, ciao, baby! I knew it the whole time! <laughs> but I kept you That's around. Such an ass. I, I kept you around because of your passion. I kept you around because I knew I didn't have to pay you. <laughs> uh, and he, he gives you this whole spiel about, like, I, I, I have such a passion for TV. I, I really believe in the power of TV to inspire people and change their lives. Oh, my God. This and that, and that's why a... the, the producer, he didn't take that seriously. He just he just wanted money and reasonable oh, working he just hours. To make, he like, just wanted to make a living. He just uh... wanted, like, you know... I don't know. Dude, this is the fucking. Like this is off. the fucking. This is the fucking. Uh, what is it? The working working for exposure. We want you here for the passion, not for the pay. Man, it's it's all about the project. You gotta work. You gotta care about what you do. If you really care about, uh, if you care about the project, if you care about the project, and you care about us as a family, we're a family as here. A family. At, at Kato we don't want you to unionize at Kato Productions. It yeah, wouldn't be right for you, us. You'll 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 crunch like everyone else. Yeah. Oh, man. I never uh, got that read of this, but I'm glad that we arrived at it. Uh, unfortunately, Kiryu is a scab and a Pinkerton. Yeah. But let's move on to a much more uh, proud part but, of his life. Which uh, is, the uh, the yes. crew... The No, but before I, I leave, the crew is moved by Kato's speech, and they're like, 
Uh, we'll all take pay cuts. Yeah, Yay! we'll all take pay cuts so we can make better TV. Oh Yay! my god! And then Kato's like, "Yeah, let's let's uh, start a brainstorming for a new idea and without breaks from the top. No breaks. Woo! And Kiri's just like, "What does from the top mean?" And then the sub story. Yeah. Well, Kiri was gone from being canceled to helping the humble sex worker. Because yeah. I was outside, I was walking through Pink Street. He's a man of many contrasts. He's a man of many contrasts, he's a land of contrasts. And he runs into a dominatrix uh, with her customer. I, look, I want to I want to get a, a little behind the scenes for a little bit. If you're in our Discord, you'll... you'll I spent so seen... much time trying to find this dominatrix because she wasn't showing up on my map. Yeah, she was I, not I showing asked up on every, the map. I went to every forum and I said, where's the dom? Where's the dom? <laughs> Someone Show dom me, me dom. please. Tell me now the name of your dom. But Just... it turns out you actually have to beat the Papillon, Papillon producer quest. It doesn't make any life. fucking sense. It makes no sense. There are some that it makes sense that you have to do that one to unlock. But there were so many others that were already on my map and then just no dominatrix. Okay. So let's pretend that I didn't do that one because I, I, let's just pretend this all happened organically, that I was walking down the street and I see a masochistic man and he's like, he's like, oh, I need to be punished in the streets in front of everyone. And then the dom says, (laughs) she says, okay, you, you middle-aged man, you, you lusty guy, please come back and visit again, you customer. (laughs) And the masochist is like. Uh, that wasn't really humiliating my at baller. all. I mean, yeah, he says like I I am middle aged, and of course I'm lusty. I'm here at your your club, and and you've just observed proper etiquette by telling me to come again soon. Um, and she's just like, well, what did I do wrong? And he says, I, well, I'm here. You to bowed like a yakuza. What's wrong? You bowed. You bowed like a yakuza. You g- greeted me so goofily. He says. He says, Ayu-chan, you're my dream girl, but you have horrible humiliation skills. You're an S&M queen. You should never apologize. And she, and she, and she's like crying and he leaves and he says like, if you can't, if you get, you can't improve your Dom skills, I'm going somewhere else. And so Kiryu looks at her and he says, wow, S&M must have some unique challenges. I wonder if I can enrich my life and grow as a person and, and wash the stink off my hands after scabbing (laughs) from helping this woman. So he says, wow, you seem so caring and gentle. How, why are you a dominatrix? And then she says, well, you know, it, it feels rude berating a client, but ever since I was a child, I would never could rebuke everyone, anyone. And I had friends who would betray me and, and go behind my back, and I just, I always let them get away with it. And I realized I had no real friends. And I want to transform myself into a person who can say what's on their mind. And I don't understand the line of logic for this, but you know what, Ayu-chan, do your, live your life yeah um so so then these two these two creeps as as you know the 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 standard breed in Kamarocho were like yeah look at this this real life genuine dominatrix i i bet you like to whatever and then kiryu you know he does his thing he steps in he kicks their asses um they think he's a masochist too which i think is really funny they're like oh well, i bet you love getting beaten up by me um <laughs> but kiryu you know he handily tosses them in the trash and they leave. So the dominatrix is. He very shows them exactly by... who's going to be stomping on who's yeah. nuts here. Yeah, <laughs> she's very impressed by how Kiryu stood up and spoke his mind and called them creeps and whatever. And she she says, "I need to, you to train me. I need you to take me somewhere very private, 
um, and train me on the ways of being a good dominatrix. Um, so they go to the public park. <laughs> there are children. There are children playing on the playground in the background. You can see them with your eyeballs. Uh, this is unacceptable. Sega, what the fuck? Um, it's pretty so funny. she says, "All right, she, it's really funny." She says, "All right, we're gonna role play." Um, you have to be your client, and you have to tell me what your kinks are. And Kiryu at this moment is like, I'm in too deep, oh my god. <laughs> so, he- Wait, he say tells that again, her, you cut out. He's into oh, what? he says, he, he's just like, I'm in too deep, I can't back out, I've already agreed to help this okay. woman. So they begin their session, um, and she says, she says something like, um, how would you like me to, to serve you, or something? And Kiryu says, no, 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 no. When a client speaks, you should tell them, Who gave you permission to speak, pig? <laughs> and she says, like, you know, you should you shouldn't you shouldn't let them speak. They shouldn't be let them be the one to speak. You need to be the dominant one. Let's start from the top. So she, so she tries again. And what does, does from a lot the top better. mean? Oh I'm so, <laughs> so she explains to Kiryu that all their clients have a particular kink and asked him what she would what he would want a woman to do to him. Um, your options are, by the way, I want to be whipped, I want to be humiliated, and I want to be stepped on with heels. Um, I picked the last one because I thought it would be the funniest to make Kiryu say. And she's like, ew, gross, what's wrong with you? And Kiryu's like, wait, 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 no, that's, that's, that's not how you should respond because your, your client is making himself very vulnerable by dis- divulging his, his kinks with you. So you should say something more like, I bet you'd like that, you pervert. So she goes with that. They they do the whole scene again, and uh, as they're doing this, the kids approach. <laughs> Sega, Sega. <laughs> One of the girls is like, "Oh my god, your outfit is so pretty!" And the other ones are like, "What are you playing? We want to play too." And then Ayu starts getting very panicked, and Kiryu says, "Calm down and think about this. A, a real dominatrix would take advantage of any unexpected situation." What would a dominatrix say in this situation? And then you tell her to say, keep your eyes on me and me alone, because a dominatrix must have absolute presence. So so this is the worst thing that's ever happened in this game so far. So she tells Kiryu to not look away from her, and the kids are like, I don't get it, we're leaving. So they go away. So that's, we're out of the danger zone, we're safe. That's, it's it, that's over. So she's been so enlightened by Kiryu's excellent dominatrix tutorial that she takes him back to the to the playroom where she works to get her uh, bag to give him the present. Unfortunately, the masochistic man, well, that's his, that's the name in the text box, mm-hmm. by the way, um, comes back and he says, I've given you five minutes to prepare. I'm back already. Show me what you've learned. Do you think that he thinks that she's invested in herself, by the way? Do you think it works the same for dominatrix that if you yeah. like put she money got, into your she own got, body, like, essence of nut stomping, eat, essence, yeah, essence of, of essence of of humiliation. So, um, <laughs> she basically, you know, he comes back and he says, like, uh, he's like, I want you to do this, and she says, Who gave you permission to speak, pig? And he goes, Squeak! <laughs> so then he asks to be. I noted this. He asks to be whipped, humiliated, and stepped on with heels. So he did all of the three options. Um, and she says, I bet you like that, you pervert. And then Kiryu is like, he's by the, oh, sorry. Kiryu's watching this whole thing happen and he's in like the back of the room and he's just like, he's like, I'm uncomfortable. I need to move. And then he like moves (laughs) and the guy hears and then Kiryu just steps out and you can very clearly see Kiryu looking at him and Kiryu's like, or the masochistic man is like, who is this guy? What's happening? And then she says, I keep your eyes on me and me alone and he's like, I don't know what's going on, but I think I like it. <laughs> so, 
Um, the most like triumphant ass. The, the session is over. It's a great success. Um, Kiryu has seen things that he'll never forget. Um, the most like uh, chariots of fire like ass piano victory music is playing as the masochist tells her how great she did and uh, <laughs> and is like you're my go-to girl anytime and then Kiryu thinks to himself I hope I never have to do anything this awkward again <laughs> and uh, then Ayu thanks him she gives him a fur belly warmer as as payment and then uh says the next time he comes back she he better be returning as a client so that's <laughs> that's the end of that that's the end of how to train your dominatrix that's the name of the sub story oh yeah the uh, name of mine it was a uh, sub story number nine the show must go on <laughs> so that was horrible uh i love that one though it's it's oh it's yeah, so that, good that, that's I one love... of the ones that people always talk about the best ones are the ones where Kiryu is put so far out of his comfort zone. <laughs> All right, so yeah, back to the story. It, it, yeah, I think it's like a friend of the show, Audrey, said, like, we're going to make this virgin as, as like, uncomfortable as possible. Yeah, back to the back to the, the main story. Kiryu has returned to his apartment. Um, it's fucking he filthy. Lives in a, yeah, it's filthy. It's got, like, instant noodles. It looks like my, you know, my dorm. Freshman yeah, I mean, year. yeah, it looks like a depression cave. Yeah, it really does. Um, Nishikiyama is here. He wants to discuss what happens. They're, they're sort of sitting around drinking their beers and eating their noodles. Um, and they, bas- they basically just kind of recap. Um, there's not that much new uh, content. N- N- Nishiki does, except, does tell him yeah. that uh, Kashiwagi didn't really say anything, but he was pretty yeah. visibly relieved that Kiri came back yeah. alive and started just chowing down on his cold noodles right then and he there. loves his noodles this is an aspect of him we never get in any he, other game yeah you could hear the slurping from the street yeah but we do find out one new thing which is president of toko credit found dead in Camarocho. oh fuck yeah in his office so the body count growing kuze is on some shit he's he's just out here killing everyone who speaks um, and he probably doesn't give a shit about how many fingers he loses in the process. Yeah, and it, it sends a pretty clear message that uh, if Kiryu, it, not if Kiryu, if Kuze wants Kiryu dead, or just any of them he, dead, it, it'll fucking will, happen. They will be dead. Yeah. So K- Kiryu asks Nishiki if he's ever heard of Tachibana real estate, and he shows him the business card, and he says, this guy says that he can help me prove my innocent. And Nishiki knows, he says, oh god. Those are some really shady guys, and they're, they've been going around the city, they've been acquiring all this property. Um, Kamurocho is mostly tightly packed bars and clubs um, owned by the Tojo, but Tachibana has started poking holes in their iron wall, and they'll, they'll shutter any business in days with bribes, threats, and harassment, and they're more Yakuza than the Yakuza. Yeah. So it sounds like some great people to get involved with, um, and they're, they're just making lots of moves in the real estate sector. Yeah, so, it, it it's gotten to the point where even like Tojo headquarters wants Tachibana shut down. Yeah, uh, and so 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 having Tachibana on Kiryu's side would be uh, interesting, is how Nishiki puts it. Yeah, it would be interesting if he was on your side. But Kiryu wants to find out what their motive for approaching him is first. Yeah, so they're gonna. So Nishiki says, "All right, tomorrow we'll we'll hit up Tachibana and see what they're about." But Nish, uh, Kiryu says, "Oh, well, we got. I got to work alone. I don't want to attract the attention of the Tojima family." Mm-hmm. So that's the end of tonight. So the next day, we're back in Kamurocho, um, and Kiryu is going to get to the bottom of the Tachibana real estate company. So this is kind of an open-ended part of the game. You can do a couple things in different orders. I actually. Um, 
Well, I guess we'll talk about the new combat style when we get there, because there's a designated place you're supposed to see it, but I ran into it early on accident. Oops. Uh, but anyways, you, you, you can, this is like, uh, something you can do. You can just overhear people talking on the street and during some parts of the game that will point you towards your objective. So yeah, they're talking about some cafe owner. Yeah. Um, You'll, you'll find people talking about how hard Tachibana is to find, uh, how, how his men buy out all their stuff. Yeah. How how he should go. He goes to one of Tachibana's properties. Uh, they point him towards, uh, a place that they like relocated someone to, uh, oh yeah. And the, Behind theater district yeah behind theater like, square so you yeah. go there and you uh you come across a badass lady that's what her text that's box her name. calls her uh collecting uh, on a loan she's shaking down a dude he's like i don't i got no money lady and then she says well i saw you parting it up last night you were in a soap land um, fatty so i know you yeah <laughs> she knows she knows that he's got cash um and she's loan sharking um and then hey boy hey boy um bacchus is here good old bacchus and he tells kiryu that that's miss tatsu and she always gets her cash when you you know you can't stop her she's a legendary debt collector from yokohama she definitely almost killed bacchus one time also yeah (laughs) so um the shitty lone man pulls a knife out and he says he's like hey sugar tits I'm gonna, I'll, I'll wreck you, lady. And uh, Kiri's about to step in. And she says, she... that's my line, sugar moobs. Uh, <laughs> um, and then she fucking eradicates him with gigantic punches. She breaks both his arms, like she pulls both his yeah, arms she, out she of their sockets. Yeah, she dislocates his shoulders. It's horrifying. And then she just like throws him. And then Kiryu, of course, that's rad. That's rad. Damn. Damn, I don't know why, but after after uh, meeting that dominatrix, I'm I'm really just sort of into this for some reason. <laughs> so, Kiryu has now learned his third and final um, main style, beast style, beast, beast style. mode activated. I love beast style. I think it's my favorite in the in the game. You know, Kiryu loves these moves, but it's time to put them into practice. The party dude, the party boys, gang shows up, um, and they're. You know, they're about to, like, sneak up on Miss Tatsu um, and fight her. So Kiryu's going to step in and and stop that from happening. So let's talk about B-Style. What is, what is B-Style? Yeah, it's really, really slow. Like, you move very slow and you attack pretty slowly, too. But it has, like, really strong attacks that'll break blocks and shit. Like, really wide-sweeping attacks, too, to... Yeah, they're they're high-area effects. And the best thing about it is it's mainly... I mean, a lot of it is, like, picking up object-oriented. So when you see an object on the side of the street... You can press square and you'll pick it up and automatically attack with it. You yeah, get extra damage. So like, and, yeah, normally you have yeah. to you have to press a button, you pick it up, and then you can swing it. But beast, you can do it all in one go. So you you just you as you're doing like instead of just doing a rush combo, if you're standing next to a bicycle, you'll pick up the bicycle and swing it in one go. Now the best thing about beast mode is that you can't just you can pick up more than bicycles because Kiryu can pick up bicycles all the time. It's like nothing. He can pick up motorcycles with beast mode and yeah. mopeds and bike. Like he can pick up big shit. I think he can also rip um like transformers out yeah, of the ground. Yeah, there, if there you is. See them. I think there's only one in all of Kamurocho, yeah. but you can pick up like a big electrical box and it has its and, own special heat move. Yeah, it has a very special heat move. Um, the other thing I love about this move. 
or about beast mode is uh, that there's one heat move where if you pick people up and then you, you uh, trigger it, he'll um, swing them around in a big circle and hit everyone around him. Now in Yakuza 0, there's a, you get like modifier extra bonuses, like if you finish a fight without taking damage or without you know using rush style or like using rush style or whatever, you get extra cash from yeah. your fights. If you take out, I think the maximum is five guys within like you know a second, you get a huge payout. And yeah. using this move, you get them weak, you pick one guy up, you swing him around, and it takes everyone out. You can make so much money. Like, you don't make that much money, all things considered, but yeah. you make a lot of money doing it like this. So that's why I, I use beast mode a ton, beast style. I yeah. always say beast mode because I want to <laughs> say beast mode. Yeah, it's so funny. you want to say beast mode. Uh, it, it also, um, I think... Yeah, oh, the guard the only, is interesting. This, well, yeah, but also, this is the only one of Kiryu's three styles where he can... He can pick guys up off of the ground, so he can like grab their leg and throw them again, or go oh, into a heat action, didn't... or pick Cause... them up by the head, which will stun. Kiryu can do that normally in all the other games. I actually didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's unique to B style with his sort of young, unrefined combat. Yeah, he's, um, he's just like really strong. He can pick the guys one up. thing I really hate about B style is the block. It's pretty useless. It doesn't. It doesn't avoid damage. It basically is like. It's very slow. He kind of like slowly tenses up his muscles, and then it makes you take reduced damage. Yeah, it's called the resist like... guard, where it can block from any direction. Unlike most of, like, yeah, like any other fighting style, you can only block attacks from the front. But this one, it can block but... from any side, and it still takes damage. It's it's pretty heavily reduced. Yeah, but like, but it's still like it's very slow to activate. So as a guard, you, you can eh, get you can get right. like. Uh, like upgrades that'll let you activate it faster like yeah you can like immediately activate it like off of a hit pretty much and like oh okay yeah uh and yeah. like i mean you, all you the can... styles get a lot better when you upgrade yeah them, so. you, you'll get like upgrades that'll let you transition into like counters from that or you can e you can even unlock that heat action that mistatsu did where you dislocate their shoulders and then fucking kill them uh yeah <laughs> curious never killed anyone yeah uh anyways uh yeah, that's beast style. It's pretty good. It's that's good beast stuff. mode. So, so Kiryu has beat up all the guys. Um, Bacchus, Miss, Bacchus Miss... says that he's a, uh, or Bacchus says that somebody, either him or Mistatsu, is as uh, strong as a bear on baroids. Oh, he says she's as strong as a bear on baroids. Yes, and uh, and yeah, the 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 guys are like, whoa, oh, Mistatsu, we never hit a lady. Of course, we weren't trying to get the jump on you. Goodbye. Bye. So, so Kiryu sort of introduces himself. And Miss Tatsu says, uh, no, I'm not training this guy. And Bacchus says, okay, if, uh, look, I owe you lots of money. Because I owe everyone money. And if you train Kiryu and he becomes a champ, I'll pay you back. Um, and Kiryu's like, I have no time to be a fighting championship. I'm about to be murdered. And then Bacchus is like, oh, damn, dog, you too? <laughs> me, me, me you're going to get, you're gonna get that knife in the ribs that I told you about? I love my whole life. That's just my life. So, so Miss Tatsu's like, all right, cut the shit. I know you're just worried about Kiryu and you just want to be Kiryu's mentor. So I'll, you did me a solid. I'll, um, I'll train him. I live by the pier. If you're playing this in, you know, two years ago and you're me, you missed that line and you never saw Miss Tatsu again for the rest of the game. Oops. Oops. Yeah. Cause you, ha you have to take a taxi to go see her. Cause she's in a separate area. Fuck, fuck. I'll never use, uh. 
a fast travel in this game, so yeah. I just straight up didn't know that Miss Tatsu, how to get to her. And I was mm-hmm. wondering where the whole game, like, wasn't there a lady who punched people really good? She wore a cool so even though I was even though I was using Beast style all the time, I never really got it to its full potential. Yeah. Uh, anything else to say about uh, this before we get back to Tachibana? Nah, let's get back to business. Alright. So, what comes next? We, uh... We, we meet this proprietor of some cafe that uh, had to relocate because Tachibana forced him out of his last location. Um, he's, he talks about like, oh, I'm not, because they, they say, oh, are you Yakuza? I don't want to start any shit with the Yakuza. And Kiryu says, I'm not Yakuza anymore. I just want to talk about Tachibana real Well, he's, al- he's already being harassed by a Yakuza when you walk up. Oh, yeah, right, right. The Yakuza's there and he's just like, yeah, but, he says, I'm, but, not, I'm not with him. Yeah, and the, the cafe owner's like, no, fuck you, I'm not paying up. Like, you didn't protect me from Tachibana, so yeah. I'm not going to... I'm not going to keep paying protection money when you didn't even do your fucking job. Uh, and then Kiryu walks up and he's like, Hey, can I just talk to the cafe owner? And the Yakuza is like, no. So you beat no. him up and he runs off. Yeah. Kiryu solves all his problems with his fists. Yeah. So, so um, he's like, look, I don't ever want to deal with Tachibana real estate ever again. They didn't hurt me. But they knew everything about me. Yeah, they knew, everything. like, my parents' names, where they live, where my daughter goes to school, all that shit. Yeah, I didn't want to fuck with people. So they, they didn't even have easily. to actually, like, threaten yeah. me to get me I to move. I just left. I just, I just gave my land to them. So Kiryu says, oh, is there a guy that I can meet from the Tachibana office? Do you know where they are right now? And he says they're in the Hakua building on Chichifuku Street, where my cafe was. So, and there's yeah, one okay. dude there. There's just one dude who is still in that building, and they cannot get him to leave. Mm-hmm. What's next? We go... We go to the Hakua building. Yeah. There's a bunch of homeless people outside. They've, uh, they are just kind of waiting around, and there's one sign left on the wall for something called Namase Bar. Yeah, Namase Snack Bar. Namase Snack Bar. We'll talk about what snack bars are in Yakuza 6. <laughs> Keep waiting. Yay. So um, what's next? You you go up to Namase Bar and uh, the the owner, uh, he 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 lets Kiryu in despite it not being open. Kiryu does have to like, does like he kinda, puts his foot in the door. Yeah, spook, to try to. He, he also like spooks off like a homeless guy from sitting in front of the door before. Yeah, he... the guy says like, "Oh, are you Jinsei family? Get out of here! You're not welcome here." Yeah, and when he gets inside, the the owner tells him like, "Yeah, even the 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 Jinsei family, which is like." A fourth tier Tojo family. Uh, they were sent running by Tachibana. So like, yeah, the the Yakuza flinched against the civilians. Yeah. Uh, and Namase, the owner of Namase Bar, he lives here with his wife and his infant child, who you can hear crying from the back room. Uh, and his wife is like too scared to leave the back room because of all the homeless guys that are outside. Yeah. So so apparently Tachibana hired a bunch of homeless people to uh, torment this family. And they're, like, making, they're just, like, they're just, like, hanging out. They're, like, peeing in the hallway and stuff. So, I mean, Tachibana's has taken advantage of, you know, these people in, in, on both sides of the situation to, for financial gain. Not great. Um, so, we get a knock on the door, and it's Tachibana's man. The, the owner also says that he's, he gets, like, silent calls in the middle of the night. So he'll just get a phone call and pick it up, and nobody answers. Oh, yeah, but no it, one's like, there. It, it's clear That's what the terrifying. message is. Yeah terrifying all right so door opens up and this this very like sort of 
sharply dressed. He's dressed kind of sleazy, like, I don't know how to describe He's dressed he's like a Yakuza. He is dressed like a Yakuza. He's almost dressed like Nishiki, but with sort of more muted, like, le- more sensible cover- colors. Um, and he's this kind of suave-looking asshole named Oda. Um, he he comes in, he's like, oh, Namase, do you really resort to hiring Yakuza brawn? Uh, hey, bodyguard. And then, and then, uh, Kiryu looks at him and he says, if anyone's a Yakuza, it's you. You're a Yakuza in civilian clothing. Not even really. <laughs> no, like, he's wearing, he's wearing Yakuza clothing. He looks like, I mean, he's just this slimeball real, yeah, real estate dude. O- Oda's got some goons behind him, too. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a bunch of dudes. So, so, Oda's here and he says, no, I'm not here to fight. I'm here, I've come bearing gifts. I've got, I got a small wad of cash from the Jinsei family patriarch. It's it's the protection, all the protection money that you paid him over the years. Two million yen right here. He like slams it down in his hand. And then Kiryu like cannot believe that, that Tachibana real estate shook down the Yakuza yeah. for protection money. And then Oda's like, and this is as a personal gift. I'll add another four million, pop it down right there. And yeah. why not an extra two million milk money for the baby? And then we'll call it a deal. What do you say? So he's yeah. so he's offering him six million yen, and the Namase bar owner's like, it was never about the money. It was about the attitude. You can't just buy people's lives from out from under them. And then and then Oda's like, all right, fuck you, fuck you. Drop the false pretenses. Throw all the tantrums you like. This is as much as you're getting. And he fucking throws the t- six million yen right in his face and says, and he's like, he's like, if it isn't the money that you want, then what the fuck is it? And then Kiryu like stops them right. Mm-hmm. He gets between and he says, like, listen, don't you hear the crying? Don't you hear the baby? It's about the baby. Uh, and he's like, is this how Tachibana does business? And then he says, hey, you don't look like Oda tells Kiryu. He's like, I don't know. You don't look like you're in the business of giving an ethics lecture. Look, take a look. And then you just see, like, Namase staring at the money, right? Yeah, he, he's and like, then, yeah, Namase is obviously convinced. Uh, we'll be expect we'll be expecting a call from you later tonight, Namase. Exactly. Later, and Oda it. tells, yeah, he tells oh, as he leaves, he's like, everyone in the city has a fetish for playing the hero. hero and well, it's not, gonna get you killed. That's, that's no, sorry, he, he says, sorry, in this city, having a fetish for playing the hero will get you killed. So keep it in check. That's yeah. what he says. And so he leaves, and Kiryu's like, like you know, kind of feeling bad about it. And then he turns around, and Namase is like laughing and scooping up all the money, and he's like, he's like, all oh, the people who packed up and left, they were idiots. Look at my returns. I was lying the whole time. Yeah, and then you hear the infant crying, which they never confirm this, but it, I feel like it's implied, and I get the feeling that he's it's just like a tape recorder of a baby crying. That would be amazing. I never thought about that. So yeah, it turns out Namase was not you know as as upright as we thought he was, he just yeah. wanted to get more money from it. Because we're living in 1988, and the only thing anyone's after right now is money. Money. Themes. Themes. Do you get it? So the Kiryu almighty dollar. The, or, or the, almighty, the, the almighty dollar. So Kiryu leaves the, the building, and uh, he asks the the one homeless guy sitting outside where his buddies went. And they're on to their next job. So apparently Tachibana is doing this kind of stuff all the time. It's like standard routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, he explains, the homeless guy explains that they're scarier than any Yakuza. They're the very shadow of Kamurocho, and they have eyes and ears everywhere. Yeah. Um, and the, and he said, Tojo, the Tojo headquarters just made the Jinsei family hack off a finger because he'd been skimming payments off the top, but they only found out a little bit, like, about a tiny bit of it. Yeah, they got um, an anonymous tip. 
that yeah, he was skimming but, money, but they only found out about a little bit of it. And if they found out the true extent, the Jinsei boss would be dead. He wants Jinsei under his thumb. So, we learn that there, we gotta go find the people who are working for Tachibana to get the scoop on them. Yeah, a lot of homeless guys hang out around Park Boulevard, around West Park, yeah, so West we're gonna Park. go over there. there there's uh, one guy who says, like, oh, did you hear Saku? He had a he had a really good job with Tachibana. Uh, their text boxes, a... The text boxes on these two guys conversing uh, call them a smelly homeless man and cart-pulling Great. homeless man. Great. It's funny because the, 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 the humble homeless population of Camarocho has a has a great um role in the series. They're really they're they're almost universally helpful and nice to Kiryu and like they're yeah. just like genuinely helpful good people and then the text boxes never give them the respect they deserve. Stinky man. Stinky gross homeless dude. And it's like Oh my god. No, I mean seriously, the the amount of, of times that Kiryu or other characters have to ask for the help of the homeless people in Camarocho, who have their own, like, society going on. They have their whole, like, they have, like, their own little cities in this, within the city. And it's like, ugly, stupid, homeless man. Yucko. Anyway, we go to West Park, or we go to, sorry, Public Park 3, where Saku is, and, uh, mm-hmm. Him and his dudes are talking about like they they love having the money. They're they're doing a great job. Um, and Kiryu says, "Can you tell me about Tachibana?" And he's like, "I don't know. My tongue's a little and my tongue's a little open. <laughs> my I'm tongue's numb. Some... It's so cold out. My tongue. It's numb. so cold outside. I'm gonna need some booze to really loosen it up." <laughs> the text box literally has it all written out, all all muffled. Well, at first he's just talking normally, and he's like, "Well, you might, you might, my, my, uh, my tongue's kind of cold. You might loosen it up if, uh, if you get me a drink." And Kiryu's just like, "You sound fine." And then he oh, starts to oh, look, oh no! <laughs> so um, these dudes are gonna make Kiryu go buy them some booze, and each one of them has their own order. So you have yeah. to get one beer, one sake, one potato shochu, one scotch whiskey, and one a bottle of champagne for Christmas. Yeah, so um, you get these at all all different stores. For a lot of them, yeah, he's just like, this I takes should a look at a convenience ass, store. But Yeah, this is a long-ass part of the just wandering around. You get the champagne at Don Quixote. I think we both got the golden champagne, the most expensive so one. So I want to I, I want to elaborate and shame myself because yeah. you get a spe- you get a trophy if you get the special expensive champagne. Not even that expensive in this game. No, it's, it's 20,000 yeah. yen. It's the gold champagne. Uh, if you get that, you get a, a trophy for treating the homeless man to an extra good drink. Uh, I didn't get that until I was playing the game a couple days ago. Despite playing this part of the game like two, maybe even three times in the past. See, I I, I had the brain of, I'll, I'll treat this guy. He wants some champagne for Christmas. I'm going to get him some champagne for Christmas. So I got him the most expensive kind and I was rewarded for my efforts. So it seems to me I'm the one who is the good person in this group. Wow. Um, so yeah, yeah. Kidding. Like I said in the chat, he's he's just gonna spend that booze on more booze. No, he's just gonna have a great time on Christmas. He's gonna drink it and he's gonna be happy. Let I should happy. offer him a job in my yakuza family instead. Oh my god, teach a man to fish. They say. Yeah. Um. So hey, you can come back when you've when you've got your own company started and hire him. So um yeah it takes a long ass time to find all these things cuz like the the you know the beer is everywhere but then the 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 scotch whiskey is like it, it's in like one convenience store at so the bottom of the map. So there there are different convenience stores. So there there is M store at the north side there's of the map and then there's Popo. two there's two Popos. But the two Popos have different inventories. Yeah. Despite and them then being isn't there one the isn't there place. one oh there's a there's one other one I can't remember what it's called. It's just Popo and M store. 
Oh, is it just Popo and M Store? Popo yeah, there's Popo, M Store, and Don Quixote. That's the that's okay. the four places you gotta go. The four places you gotta go because you gotta go to both of the Popos. Because one the first them... time I the first time I went, I I saw I looked on the map and I was like liquor store specializing in rare liquors and in the Champion District, and I was like, oh well, it must be there. That must be where you get the scotch. It was just and a then bar. I was like, it's just a bar. I can't get his scotch here. <laughs> but I did, you know, I did get very uh, drunk at the time and had fun sort of stumbling around the map as Kiryu. Anyways, so, not in this one? No. Oh. They didn't okay. introduce that until the dragon engine. No, they put it in one of the... Because you, like, you like swing from side to side in It is not in this game, them. I swear to you. Uh, okay, whatever you say. I have so, gotten drunk in the past week of playing <laughs> the game! Okay, whatever you say, I believe you. I just... I remember at least one of them. Like, Yakuza 3 or Yakuza 4, you stumble around. I've gotten but drunk I in those be... games many times. And okay, no. I'll take your I'll take your word for it. Maybe I'm just doing that subconsciously with my thumb. <laughs> I'm roll I'm, I'm taking the role playing so seriously. That uh, yeah, I'm, you're like, used making... to the dragon engine where you have to adjust for the sway, and so you're yeah, doing, the swaying making, on your own. doing it in negative. Yeah, so you put on you put has... on a pair of those drunk glasses that that make teenagers wear. <laughs> I just I just carts. get drunk I just get drunk for real to make to simulate the experience of playing this game <laughs> fake fictional drunk. So Kiryu um has thawed their tongues two hours later, and they explain that Tachibana just tells them to camp out, make themselves nuisances, and get people to leave. Yeah. Um and um They also say that the, the Tojo clan does the same damn thing. Yeah, they do it for both sides, so Kiryu's like, okay, where's where does the where does the Tachibana do tang out? Um, I need to go talk to them. I'm not gonna fight them. I'm just gonna chat. Huh. Uh, the the homeless guys see them in the Champion District a lot, and they figure yes. that they're probably after the the properties there because there's a lot of like even more so than normal Kamarocho. There's a lot of tightly packed bars and businesses there that if you yeah. could bundle them together would get you a bunch of cash. Yeah. So the Champion District, for anyone who doesn't know, is like it's sort of on the it's kind of in the northeastern corner of Camarocho. It's the like the, I think the idea is that it's the pre-war. Yeah, district. they, they so mentioned that really, later that it's yeah, been it's, around like like it didn't get burned the, down since during the city burned down during World yeah. War Two. So it's like super tightly packed bars, and it's very maze-like. Um, you, if you run into Mister Shakedown here, it's not great. Yeah, it's um, torture. Yeah. And it, it looks exactly the same in every game. Like, it never changes. It's just yeah. the same. It's always there. And it's, it's I think, almost always the same same businesses there, too. It, yeah, I mean, it's always Shellac and always Earth Angel. And so. Earth Angel. Yeah, yeah so it's it's like the, the unchanging bastion of Camaro, of old Camarocho. Yeah. So, um, so Kiryu, yeah. As you're, as you're walking out of Public Park 3... Uh, you'll hear from Tenkaichi Alley. Hey, boy! I actually, I gotta tell you, I, uh, I was like, kind of pushing the time limit for this for this recording. So I assumed that you had met with Bacchus, and I did not meet with Bacchus because I was gonna do it later. Oh, I didn't actually do it, but I think okay. Now would well, be, I think now would be a good time to just kind of explain the purpose of these things because we haven't yeah. really gotten into that. I guess that's true. So, so around the map, you can go to the pier, talk to Miss Tatsu, and then Komoji is at the public parking lot. Where you can, uh, there's actually, yeah, you can do the little try and hit me mini game, mm-hmm. and then Bacchus is in this alleyway, and he, um, basically, if you just meet with them, they have their own little story missions, kind yeah. of quests, and they'll train you into new new combat moves for each of their styles that you've learned from them. Yeah, um, so the, is... the way you do this, if you unlock your skill tree up to a certain point, you'll be able to do the new training mission for them, which will unlock then a special ability uh, that yeah. they give you. 
Um, for Bacchus's, it's that he's so deeply in debt that international, I remember this from my first playthrough, international mm-hmm. assassins keep trying to come and murder him, <laughs> so you have to fight them off, and each one is like a different fight, and as you fight them, he's like, this'll, I, I got a new skill for you, Kiryu, and then he teaches you, um, the skill and it helps you in the fight, and then, yeah, you know, you're just kind of protecting yeah, his life. Yeah, he, he's, he's your brawler trainer, the brawler moves that he gives you are, it's a lot of, like, counter moves, so, like... Yeah, it's, like, countering and guard breaking, mostly. Yeah, it's a lot of heat moves, uh, actually, like, I think... Oh, yeah, there's... I think I know least, there's, like... At least four yeah. out of five of the things he teaches you are heat moves, which is always They're wild. good ones, too. Well, yeah. well, maybe we'll go into this more as we as we actually do the uh, Komoji in the Shichifuku parking lot, you can, yeah. do, you can do the Mr. Try and Hit Me where... Uh, there's like he, there's different tiers, and as you go up the tiers, you you go up against different challengers who try to hit you, and you just have to dodge their attacks for a minute. It's pretty fun. I like that yeah. one because it, it's cause pretty you, fun cause... and kind of tense. And the biggest yeah. challenge is that the the crowd is so close around you to give yeah, you, you have like very little room to. So yeah. if you want to get a good view, you have to like tilt the right stick up to be able to like get more of an overhead view, so you can like and then also dodge around. So it can be kind of a strain on the fingers. But, yeah, I don't know uh, what Miss Tatsu's is. Miss <laughs> uh, Tatsu's is Miss Tatsu's is way different. Uh, where you have to, so she has like two different things. She has like training courses where there are a bunch of crates and like dummies scattered around, and you have to to break the crates and beat up the dummies to get money. And your goal is a certain amount of money within this time limit, or by the time you kill all the dummies. And uh. then there are special crates that give you more money. And then some of the dummies will have, like, guns, so you need to, uh, you'll get shot by, like, a, a, a mannequin that's holding an Uzi or whatever. And then once you do a couple of those, she'll let you go on a debt collecting mission where you go and you beat up a guy who has, who just so happens to have, like, a very expensive collection, which I didn't know about this. Like, she talks about this before you go into it, but I didn't know that this was, like, a thing you could do. But you have to I, break his stuff? Until I read the fact. You don't have to break his stuff, but if you do break his stuff, you get bonus money. I didn't know that. So if you if you really, like, go hog on all of the, like, ex- expensive Ming vases and shit that he has scattered around his Yakuza office, you'll get extra money, which I didn't know that. Sounds like fun. Let's yeah. check that out. Alright, back to the Champion District. Yeah, so we go to the Champion so District. There's this big empty alley that's in all the games, and uh, some locals are there. They're not the Tachibana guys. They're just local dudes who are hanging out. And when they find out you're asking for Tachibana, they're like, "They're like, you get out of here. We're sick of the Yakuza here. This is all we have left, and we're not going to let you take it and from us. And Kiryu's like, I'm not a Yakuza since yesterday. Yeah. I'm not a Yakuza. I'm not trying to take your land. Um, and he says they're not going to sell the Tachibana, but Tachibana is protect- protecting them from the Yakuza. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then Oda's here. He's well, back. You, you do beat up the guys first. Oh, well, yeah, I mean... I want to give I, a I, shout I, out to a Champion Alley for having, I think, the only uh, mysterious syringe in the oh, entire game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you that can pick up gross. a syringe and then stab someone in the butt with it. It's it's great. Yeah, horrifying. Kiryu's never killed anyone. So, um, Oda's here. He, uh... Not directly, he, at least. Wants... Well, yeah. Um, he once again, it's, it's not the poison that, it's, it's the poison that kills you, not me. So Kiryu insists that, uh, he's not Dojima, he's left. Otis, like, a I day don't know ago. why, yeah, I'm, I'm one day out, I promise I'm not a Yakuza anymore. The game is called Yakuza Zero. Um, 
And he's like, well, why is a Yakuza sniffing around? And Kiryu says, well, Tachibana wanted to partner up with me. for, And, uh... This is the first oh. Oda's hearing of it, so he needs to yeah. make a phone call to the boss. The boss. Uh, so he turns around to the goon behind him, and the goon hands him this big-ass fucking cell phone. He's holding it with two hands because it's so heavy. Yeah, this 1988 cell phone that, yeah, we all know what it looks like. It's a fucking brick. It's hilarious. I love it. It's giving him brain cancer as he uses it. Oh, Jesus. Uh, allegedly. Um, so he he's just like, yeah, boss? Huh? Okay. All right interesting and then he says okay kiryu i need you to leave um i need you to leave the champion district and leave them alone apparently uh tachibana wants to know or sorry tachibana says that if he wants to know more to come by the penthouse tonight um and go away from the champion district the the boss he has policies this place has been around since before the war, and it's the root of the entire town, and th- no one has any right to meddle with the people yeah. here. Yeah, the people yeah, have been this here for generations, what... <laughs> unlike, you know, Namase in the Hakua building. He was just here for money. Yeah, uh, they were here to get rich. And then Kiryu's like, wow, this is an ethical in- capital- capitalist. He's, wow. it's, he's spending mo- money responsibly. He would never send me to beat up his scabs, except he would. Yeah, uh, and despite being with him for... Well, you like, should beat up the scabs, sorry. He, should, he wouldn't send with... you to beat up the striking workers. <laughs> uh, yeah, despite being with Tachibana for years and years, this is the first Oda's hearing about it, so he's kind of, like, shifty. Yeah, he's like, I don't know, he's never brought any... I've been any doing on-site like acquisitions with Tachibana for years now. I've been doing legitimate business. Yeah, so... We go to Tachibana's joint. It's by the uh, it's by Theater District once again. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't notice. Um, we as we have both been obsessed with in every single game. There's a place called New York Hot Dog in the Theater District. <laughs> NY Hot it's Dog. Been, NY Hot Dog. It's in every game, and you can never go in. It's just always it's the sign is always there, and you, you always, always walk see it. By it's it. always advertising New like, York style hot dogs and New York style hamburgers. Today I find out that today I found out that New York hot dog has been here since at least 1988. It's one of the oldest still operating businesses in Camarocha, so we can tell for a fact that New York hot dog has been existing between 1988 and at least 2017, yeah, it's, it's, 2018. Yeah, it, yeah, 2018. It's Sushi Gin. Cafe Alps and in my hot dog have been in my hot dog and you can go into two of those and there's one that's just been sitting there tempting me for all these games. Anyway, this is nothing something no one cares about. And smile and smile. Well, you can go into smile burger sometimes. Earth Angel, Shellac, yeah, you know all those those all those classic old businesses of Kamarosho and and in my hot dog. dog. They unlocked Wild Jackson for us to go into. Why not? They won't let us go into New York Hot Dog. So, Kiryu goes inside, there's a bunch of dudes waiting there to fight him, obviously. Um, Kiryu says he, he has a meeting, and then Oda apparently told these these goons that they should bruise any young main character who comes in. <laughs> We're here to turn away any protagonists that come to the door. No protags allowed! Get out of here! Um, they tell him that uh, he still has a chance if he leaves quietly, but that is something that Kiryu has never in his life done, is left a place quietly. So, you know, fight time, just a couple dudes, easy fight, use beast style, you can beat them all up in, like, three punches. Uh? Yeah, so you you beat up the goons, you go up the elevator of the penthouse, and Oda's waiting for you there. He's, uh, he's sitting here, 
He's got his like big stick. Yeah, and and Kiryu's like, well, what? Why? Why did you like beat me up when Tachibana wanted to meet with me? And Oda's like, well, you did all your research on us. We want to get a look at the goods too. So I'm gonna fight you as well. Uh, and he has a tanfa. Um, this is like the first really hard fight of the game when you're starting out. Yeah, because he has a tonfo, which gives him like enhanced blocking ability, and also he can break through your block a lot easier. Yeah, so this is like when you get into the like boss fights of this game, you really get into sort of, you know, a lot of block heavy, combo heavy. So it's you can't get through their block. You need to use other means. Um, he has a lot a of like of, wide like, sweeping attacks with his tonfo, and he does a lot of damage too. Yeah. Like, but the I'm thing is, you just unlock yeah. Beast Style, and this room is filled to the brim with yeah, sofas. Yeah, it's full of chairs and sofas and couches and vases. So if you use that, you'll you'll get through it all right. Um, we're yeah. on New Game Plus, so we have no, we can't really speak about. Oh well, it's easy. You just have to beat the game first to do it. But I mean, um, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. The, yeah, but like the the winner the winner strategy here is to go Beast Mode with the, the chairs. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's a good way to get through the fight. But this one is tricky. If you're playing it for the first time, you'll you'll die a few times. I, yeah. I died a few times. So, we've beaten Oda. His ass has been kicked. He's extremely impressed and also a little bit embarrassed that this young upstart has just kicked the shit out of him. Yeah, but he, he's he's just lying on the ground. He's kind of laughing. Yeah, uh, he's like he's like, "Damn, I must be must be getting weak." Um, uh, and Tachibana so, walks in. Yeah, so apparently Tachibana signed off Oda testing him like this. This was like a thing that he knew Oda was doing. Yeah. Oda has, he says, Oda is, is invaluable. He's one of my limbs, and I need Oda's approval for anyone new joining the company. Mm-hmm. Kiryu says, I'm beginning to feel more and more like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Same, so buddy. what's next? Yeah, me, me too. Yeah, so uh, Kiryu asks why Tachibana approached him, and Tachibana explains his theory on Kamarocho. Uh, he calls it like a feeding ground for the Dojima family and the Tojo clan, where they can, where they kind of control everything, and with all of these people coming in, they get all the the Tojo clan and the Dojima family. They get all the money from that, and Tachibana wants to break that like monolithic control over Kamarocho. Um, yeah, and how is he going to do it? What can he do? So he how- he demonstrates his power <laughs> by he waves his hand over. So Theater let me Square just get a paint of it. Yeah, so yeah. he's standing in front of his big window, staring at Theater Square, just so you can visualize what he's doing. And yeah. yes, continue. Yeah, one of the biggest, brightest parts of the city, and he's he he slowly waves his <laughs> hand in front of it, and as he does, <laughs> the lights in Camarocho all go out all over the city. Uh, oh, we lost Craig. We Craig lost Tachibana just turned off Craig. Tachibana turned off Craig. Oh his my god. Power, his, his power. His energy, his strength. Uh, yeah, so he causes a blackout all throughout Kamarocho. Uh, but for now, right now, with the power he holds, he can only do it for 10 seconds. <laughs> what uh, the fuck does that mean? <laughs> until he absorbs the blood of a Joe star, he can only do it for I 10 know. seconds. What um, is this stand bullshit? This is not JoJo. <laughs> You we'll, can't we'll, just say, we'll get to for that now, later. I know, he's like, for now, all I can do is ten seconds. He says, eight be okay, ka. be okay, ka. San be okay, ka. And then, yeah, he needs to invest in himself to improve, to buy a stand arrow, so he can, <laughs> he can get 
Tachibana Requiem. What the fuck, dude? What is that? Uh, he, well, it'll be good. We have a whole game. We have a whole game to explain it. So he's hoping that with the more real estate that he buys, he wants to stake his claim at, as like one of the owners of Kamarocho along with the Dojima and the Tojo. And eventually, he'll just be able to do this as long as he wants. I he guess, can just, he, yeah, he can. It's Tachibana's world. We're just living in it. He can turn off the lights for ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love the uh, the version of the the Yakuza Zero intro where you actually see Tachibana turn the lights out and then walk behind Kiryu. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> he turns the lights out and then yeah, you see you see his stand Oda right behind him doing it. <laughs> so that's fucking bonkers once again it's good that we have a whole game to uh to to get to the bottom of that so it's we're only in chapter two and there's you know what 14 or 16 chapters in yakuza zero we'll, we'll have time to get to that yeah and then tachibana reveals that he has contacts within the yakuza and in fact approached kiryu at the behest of his contact uh Who spe- is? shintaro kazuma he makes he spends so much time getting to that he's like i need to tell you something i have contacts in the yakuza I have a man on the inside. He sent me to you. His name is, he, his identity is, the Dojima family, Captain. You know him as Shintaro Kazuma. And it's like, <gasps> once you said Dojima family, Captain, I mean, I, it's Kazuma, <laughs> but all right. You can, you can be dramatic if you want, Tachibana. You just, you just use your stand for the first time. Yeah. Uh, so he knows that, he knows about how Kuze told Kiryu to spy on him and get info on the empty lot. And he says, mm-hmm. um, he says like, um, I, there's, the thing is that Kazuma knows the one person who could get him info on who owns the empty lot. And that's me. I know, I know how I could find it. I, I'm the only one who can. Yeah. And, um, I've made more progress finding it than anyone in the Dojima family. So they want, they want me out of the way. Yeah. Um, this is the first time Kiryu finds out that his dad has been playing six dimensional chess because he's like, <laughs> yeah, Kazuma entrusted you to me six months ago before he went to prison. He knew that this was coming and he, and, he knew and that Kiryu like, would like try to yeah. push you out of the family. Kiryu's like, Kiryu's like, well, if, if Kazuma's so smart, then why did he go to jail? And then he's like, and Tachibana's well, like, that was... actually, he wanted to go to prison. He wanted he to go to jail. He, he, he let himself get arrested. He, you, you can't even say that he owned you. Um, so, t- so, Kiryu's like, I, I don't get it. I need, I need proof that Tachibana, or that uh, and he, Kazuma he also, Tachibana him. also says that he, he believes, uh, that Kazuma isn't just going after the empty lot for his own advancement, but yeah, for, he has like, some good reason goal. to do it. Yeah. Tachibana has the proof. It's something that only Kiryu would recognize. It's Kazuma, before he went to jail, he gave Tachibana a pocket watch that um has a picture of oh it's a picture of babi kiryu and nishiki with kazuma and it was Aww. a gift from yumi sawamura don't worry about it it's, it's no i like one. It. it it's this is i know it's really sweet and i yeah. like that it's from yumi yeah when i played this game and there was all these references to yumi sawamura i was like i am i supposed to know who that is the answer is no you'll find out in the next game <laughs> so um once Kiryu has figured this out, proven everyone's innocence, and figured uh, gotten to the bottom of the empty lot, Tachibana wants him to return the watch to Kazuma. Um, Kiryu is now, for the like second out of twenty-five times in his life, questioning the kind of man that Kazuma is. Um, but he's he's ready to help out, even if yeah. it costs him his life. Yeah, if he, this is what Kazuma wants, he's on board. Yes, and that is the end of the chapter. Yeah, all done. That was a good one.
I liked one. that we we saw we saw Tachibana use his stand. That was a moment that I was really excited yeah, about. Yeah, that's a, that's another one of those moments that everyone talks about. Tachibana they turned the lights out. What the yeah. fuck? And they, yeah, what the they're, fuck? they're right to talk about it yeah. because it's fucking buck ass wild. It's it torments me in my dreams. So we've talked a lot about real estate this week, and I would like to do a essence of education about the financial economic situation of Japan in the 1980s. But first, I want to take a short break so I can get some water. All right. So we'll take a break, and then when we get back, we'll have an essence of education for you. Bye-bye. BRB! And we're back. So I would like to do a essence of education about the bubble economy. Yeah. So, let's go. Let's go. Yakuza Zero takes place in 1988 in the height of the Babaru Keiki, or bubble economy, which is a short period characterized by rapid economic expansion, asset price increase, and inflation culminating in a massive financial crash and decades of economic stagnation. But what else is new, you know? So, how did they get there? The story of the bubble economy actually begins in post-war Japan. During the American occupation, the country began to rapidly westernize their their economy, so to speak. And the economy of Japan became dominated by massive massive corporate conglomerates known as keiretsu. The keiretsu were backed by the Japanese government. Um, there's actually a term called Japan Inc. that comes around at the time because basically they, there was the government and the corporations were one in the same at this point. They were sort of backing it and and people were uh, not too happy about that in the West. Um, the Keiretsu were uh, they would purchase large amounts of shares in each other's stocks to for- basically form like a big interconnected network hmm. that they believed would uh, help maintain stability and cooperation. Huh. Um I think you're already starting to see some of the things that could have gone wrong or things that could, you know, momentarily go right um, in ways that will make it so much worse when it goes wrong. So the Keiretsu saw a massive financial opportunity in the affluent Western countries such as the United States. They saw a market they could easily take advantage of. And what they began doing was taking Western products and then making their own versions of them that were better and selling them back at lower prices. Um, For example... In Japan, they um, one of their biggest innovations was in robotics, which allowed them to automate their car assembly lines and provide a much faster production of cheaper cars, like cars that, you could, that cost less to make, that they could sell for cheaper. And while the Western companies were still uh, assembling their cars by hand in factories. Mm-hmm. And so the roads flooded with stuff, you know, Hondas and Toyotas and all these Japanese cars flooded the streets at this time. Another good example was the video game crash of 1983, Atari folded and the entire oversaturated video game market collapsed uh, really quickly. And then Nintendo unveiled their NES Entertainment, the Nintendo Entertainment System, and completely revitalized and took over the market with Sega following close behind. Consumers in the United States became enamored with Japanese-made products like the Sony Walkman and the VCR recorder. And by the 1970s and 80s, the Japanese dominated the global uh, electronics industry. And the GDP of Japan was among the highest in the world. And it was during this time that we see a, a massive rise in uh, corporate employment. Obviously, you know, before the war, there was a lot of rural people in Japan. It was, it was a, you know, a lot less, um, you know, corporate. But all these people are now seeking out corporate jobs, 
white collar jobs and we see the rising middle class of japan and the white collar employees known as salary man would uh would seek out these corporate desk jobs at the different keiretsu to try to make an honest living and they'd end up working themselves often actually to death Ugh, at their yeah. death uh desks there's a word in japanese called karoshi which be- basically means working so hard that you just slump over oh, dead. so yeah not a, this is not a, a particularly cheerful one um it has its moments for for like one second um if you're rich so the booming economy of the 1980s led to a cash surplus and in turn more lenient lending. All right, so far so good. I think we're, we're getting to the good stuff here. If you've uh, lived your life in, in an economy, you know that nothing will go wrong here. At the insistence of the United States government, basically the U.S. saw that their market was so full of Japanese goods. And you know how America is. We want everything to be made right here in the U.S. So they, they were like, how can we, how can we without improving our own products make our american market more american and less japanese they came up with something called the plaza accord which was adopted in 1985 which was um the japanese uh, intentionally weakened the or the u.s intentionally weakened the dollar against the yen in an effort to curb japan's chronic trade surplus um this basically led to the banks having to take extra measures to avoid a recession um and in doing so it uh led to corporate deregulation and excess liquidity. Uh. So during this time, yeah. Um, so right now, there's a lot of money kicking around. There's a huge overconfidence in the economy, and the banks have just lowered their lending standards like crazy. So I think you can all figure out where this is going. Japan was swept up in a period of frenzied stock and real estate speculation, and because of all of the cross purchasing of stocks by the Keiretsu, um, the rising stock prices basically just compounded upon themselves and everyone's stock just shot up at an insane rate the japanese nikkei stock index tripled basically overnight because all the companies owned each other's stocks and the more stocks went up the more each company made and just you know like a positive feedback so (laughs) now corporate corporations and individuals are using their ever-increasing wealth to buy out as much real estate as they could possibly get their hands on. We're talking about two kinds of speculative markets. We're talking about a stock speculation and real estate speculation, which is what Yakuza Zero is mainly mm-hmm. about. And, in turn, the Yakuza got involved as well, using their seemingly endless resources to buy up tons of land and exploit it for their own uh, financial gain. Seemingly, there's no difference between the greedy exploitative criminals and also the Japanese Yakuza. Hey! So, prices uh, prices in uh, Tokyo's most desirable districts became up to 315 times more expensive than the prime real estate of Manhattan. So if you're talking, you know, like Central Park penthouse, if you wanted one of those in Japan, say that 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 penthouse uh, that that Tachibana is living in, we're talking so much money. And obviously, if you're living on the ground where you're not doing real estate speculation, your rent is going insane. Costs of living are going up. Inflation is going up. So, you know, great for some people who wanted to make a quick buck. But if you're if you're on the ground, you know, maybe the economy is doing better, but it's not going to last. So people found themselves with more money than they could possibly hope to spend. And what do you do when you have so much money? You just continue investing it back into the stocks and back into real estate. So the problem just keeps, you know, I mean, sorry, the solution, all the good economy, just it just gets better and better the more you spend. That's how it works. So obviously all these things have to come to an end. And it wasn't a matter of if the bubble would pop, but when and how. So by 1989, the Bank of Japan fearing the long-term effects of inflation, increasing asset prices, and the influence of the Japanese organized crime on the on the economy, 
tighten their monetary policy, bursting the bubble and causing the stock index to plummet by 50% within one year. Japan was thrown into a deep financial crisis, and it led to two years of economic hardship and stagnation, which are known as the Lost Decades. Hey, just a quick note. Uh, I'm editing this right now, and I realized that I said two years. I meant to say two decades. We're talking 20-plus years of financial stagnation and economic recession. Oops. Anyways, back to the show. Um, Now, while Japan is... uh, past the worst effects of their financial crisis there are many japanese people who remember the frenzied atmosphere of the bubble economy and the nationwide economic hardships that follow just want to give a couple sources for this essence of education segment i used a uh, article called the bubble economy by jesse colombo and there's another one a scientific like a research paper called the bubble economy in the lost decade learning from the japanese economic experience by william and tsutsui all right that's interesting i think it's really funny that yeah, sure. Um, I think it's really funny that no one ever learns from these. Like, this happens so often throughout history, and no one ever learns. They, they just There's always going to be people who want to make a quick buck, and they don't care how much it tanks the economy to do it. It's almost like an economic system that is uh, designed to... <laughs> it almost seems like an excessive... Have, and... like, bubbles and bursts is a, kind of a bad yeah, thing. As a routine results um, in once uh, again, a lot this... of uh, suffering and uh and unemployment and debt Lo- the lost de- once again the lost de- this was a recession that lasted uh over 20 years till they took it took them that long and obviously they never really got back to where they were before of course this can't you know nothing lasts forever so even if they hadn't gotten wrapped up in that frenzied speculation it probably wouldn't have it wouldn't have gone on um one of the papers I read said that, like, at the same time, China and Korea started basically doing the same thing as Japan. You saw a lot of Korean cars and Chinese electronics go onto the market. So they were already loosening their grip on the uh, the sort of stranglehold of electronics mm-hmm. that they had on the West. So, what you know, what, maybe we'll learn a lesson like that eventually. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. They'll never stop doing that. That's the, the, the bubble economy. And we'll uh, take it to the close now. All right. Uh, this has been like a podcast. Oh wait, we have questions. Oh, we have questions. We have questions. Fuck. We yeah, we have so much content for you all. Uh, we should we should enjoy our, our first question from last week. By the way, oh yes, we should. Let me get my questions. We accidentally up. got it out of the edit. My phone. We forgot. We forgot. We're terrible, terrible podcasters. We have a question from friend of the show Mike Dawson. It says, "What was it like playing karaoke for the first time for you two? When I first played it, I was still getting used to the face buttons for the DualShock. In the past, I mainly used 360 controls and was really bad at it. How was your first foray into karaoke? Uh, so, yeah, I was playing Yakuza 5, and I heard that there was this karaoke mini game where the main character looks at a funny picture of a dog. So I wanted to see the funny dog picture, so I played the karaoke, and it was fun. Uh, and then I, and then I did see the funny dog. It was a good dog. His name is his name is Mame. We love Mame. Um, I, I mean, my first time playing was when I played Judgment Shimpan and Yakuza 0. Um, Yakuza 0, I don't think, does this changing scroll speed. So it wasn't until, like, Yakuza... Yakuza 0 does do Kiwami, it. I guess it just doesn't do it nearly as bad as, like, Yakuza 3. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll tell you what. When when you see Kiryu and Nishiki in their, in their goofy outfits, man, it just sent me. I was like, wow, this game fucking yeah. rules. Um. A thing I never noticed until like two days ago is that when you do the karaoke in Yakuza Zero, the the uh, face but the like light, the LED on the back changes depending on what color oh, button you've just pressed. Oh, I didn't pressed. know that. 
I know, and it also it changes for depending on what combat style you're using. Uh, so it's pur- it's purple for rush, and then blue for bra- uh for brawler, and uh, yellow for beast. I never noticed that's this. I know it's good. And now we have uh, we have another question from friend of the show, uh, Mike Dawson, Dan, that says, and this is a thing I didn't know because I don't follow Dragon Ball, but it says Frieza was inspired by real estate. I actions. didn't know that either. What sort of heinous what sort of heinous shit did real estate folks get up to in the late eighties? Well, if you just listen to our they segment, blew up Planet Vegeta. You'll learn they 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 blew up Planet Vegeta, and they also blew up Planet Economy of Japan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, look at the shit Tajibana got up to in this chapter. I mean, he's not real, but, like, they have to take inspiration from somewhere. Basically just buying people's houses from under them. I would assume that the real estate companies kind of turned into, like, you know, slumlords of a sort. I'm not sure, though. Um, but, you know, speculation is bad. Who can't pay them back. Mortgages. Well, that was the banks they like were that. doing that. Oh, well, yeah, but that goes along with all that shit. You know real estate bubble it's bad folks they had subprime mor- mortgages what what could go wrong now if here's only the last had question from, from that fr- lesson <laughs> if only someone had learned one lesson from any point in history ever here's one from friend of the show maxi bajillion that says hey remember when tachibana just co- sort of slurped kamarocha's power away how did he do that does he have a stand um all i can tell max because i know max is playing the game right now is uh keep playing <laughs> Yeah, you'll find Just out keep the on identity playing. of Tachibana's stance. Yeah, you'll find out his stand ability later. Um, and if he ever gets the arrow that's buried under the empty lot. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to Like a Podcast. Um, you can find us on likeapodcast.libsyn.com. And you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash bradipusrex. You can find Argyle on Twitter at twitter.com slash argyle underscore funk. You can join our Discord by clicking the link that's conveniently located below every episode. We have a little spot about video games. We have one about Yakuza. It's fun. Come in and join us. Get our emojis. Yeah. We have an Ono Michi- We have an Onomichio emoji from Yakuza 6. We'll get to him eventually. Yeah. Listen to my other podcast, Pot of Greed. It's about Yu-Gi-Oh. It's about Ono Yu-Gi-Oh. And you can listen to my podcast, Jurganit. It's about the secret life of the American teenager. We're going to be putting out some new episodes eventually unfortunately the normal history and normal normalness that's been happening in our world has been kind of keeping us from recording follow us on twitter at podcast gagotoku that is podcast g-a-g-o-t-o-k-u and that's where you'll send us questions if you have any questions leave us on the episode post that we put up before the episode um and that's where that's how you can uh you can get us a question that we can answer about yakuza or whatever yeah Probably don't make it about stuff that we haven't played in the uh, podcast yeah. yet. All right. And that's that's it for the week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And uh, as always, Kiwami means extreme. Bye. Chimão